0: You are locked on Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
1: You heard the music, so you know what it is. Locked on Texans podcast, part of the locked on podcast network. I am one half of the locked on Texans duo. John some sports Guy Hickman, before we dive into the Houston Texans, want to let you guys know about the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson hosts Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news, insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews. And much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If I'm one half of the Locked On Texans duo, that means the other half, the better half, Cody Davis is right behind me. Cody, welcome into this Thursday episode of Locked On Texans. What we got for these Locked On Texans listeners?
0: And on this Thursday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I, for the second segment, we're going to talk about the improvements that Vernon Hargraves is showcasing throughout this training camp. And then we're gonna close this latest installment of Locked On Texans by looking at the unofficial depth chart that has everyone in a uproar, to say the least. But to get this latest installment of Locked On Texans kicked off, John and I are going to discuss the good day, the best day that Davis Mills had at training camp on yesterday. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I understand that his day ended with an interception thrown to Vernon Hargraves, who it was a phenomenal catch by the way, but that should not disregard the day Davis Mill had out there on the practice field. And what I love most about Davis Mills performance on yesterday, he showcased and displayed all the attributes that made him one of the most intriguing quarterback prospects heading into this NFL draft. Every time you break down and analyze Davis Mills, one of the best things people love to talk about is the mechanics that he has at that position. And on yesterday, it was on full display. He threw what seemed to be a 35... 40-yard bomb to Kiki Q.T. in the midst of 11-on-11 11 11 drills on yesterday. And he placed the ball perfectly in the hands of Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan, despite the fact that both of those guys were in double coverage. And since I had an opportunity to watch him during the early stages of OTAs, one of the things that I have been impressed with is his mobility. Is he going to run around a field like Deshaun Watson, like a Patrick Mahomes, like a Lamar Jackson? Hell no but he knows how to use his legs to escape the pressure in order to keep the play going one of if not the best play that he made on yesterday came in what should have been the ending to the Texans practice it came during their too many drills and the pocket started to collapse he rolled right and connected with Chris Conley on what should have been a touchdown but unfortunately at the time of Conley's reception he stepped out of bounds. And as we know, the very next play, he tried to connect with Brandon Cooks for a touchdown, but that resulted in an interception by Vernon Hargraves. But what I love most about Davis Mills on yesterday was for the first time ever, it seemed like the game was starting to slow down for him. And for you listeners out there, and John, you could attest to this as well, one of my biggest critiques about Davis Mills was the fact that he looked like a guy who was thinking too much And was playing a little bit too fast and it resulted in him throwing majority of his interceptions throughout training camp and for the first time on yesterday i saw a guy who was letting the game come to him he wasn't forcing anything and he stayed in control of the offense and that proved my point on something that i have been discussing a lot here on locked on texans i've been writing about it on the texans wire i even talked about it with big sarge once davis mills get a hold of the speed of the NFL, we're going to see a better version of Davis Mills. And with him being a project quarterback, a better version of Davis Mills mean that we're going to see a successful rebuild for the Houston Texans. Now I'm not about to sit here and say that based off of one day, he's going to be their franchise quarterback. But the reason why, and part of the reason why I want to see Davis Mills succeed is because if he succeeds, that would give the Texans an opportunity to focus on other holes that they need to fill, especially for this upcoming draft. Davis Mills put on a great show on yesterday. I hate knowing that it ended in that interception, but overall, that one interception should not hinder the fact that Davis Mills had by far his best day of training camp. And I actually hope that it continues moving forward.
1: To your point, man. The, the dude is, and I call him the dude, and you know what? I, I will say this about Mills. He has been very receptive to every piece of advice he can receive. I mean, he's listening to Deshaun, who's in his own situation, but he's taking pointers from him, and he's spoken about, you know, how helpful he's been. All the other vets around the team, you know, kind of getting to him and, and giving him little pointers here, pointed there. Uh, That's amazing. But the dude is, he's a dude right now, right? He's a dude that was drafted in the third round. He's a dude that didn't get that much playing time in college. And he's a dude trying to learn the game. But to your point, he was up to speed a little bit more with the game. You know, for Mills, it's encouraging for you to go out there and start making these connections, start creating this chemistry because he has to play Every down, he has to attack every day as if his number can get called at any time. The uncertainty with Deshaun Watson, you don't know really. Like We talk about how good Tyrod Taylor has been in preseason, and he has. But he's also had good preseasons before where he eventually lost his job to Baker Mayfield and uh, Justin Heber due to a botched injury, whatever you want to call it, his situation with the Chargers. Now, both of those situations, you know, it's kind of different. Both of those quarterbacks sitting behind Tyrod Taylor was expected to eventually start that season. Mills is not, but you never know in this league, right? The sun may not play at all. Taylor may go through a bad slump to start off the season or God forbid, an injury may happen and he needs to be ready. So he's going through every day. At least he should preparing. Like he will be the starter. And to have a day like he did, where even though it ended in that interception, he was connecting, building that chemistry, uh, getting to his spots quicker with his throws, I think that has been the most encouraging day for Mills. And Houston has to be encouraged as well. Because at least going against our guys in the Texans jersey, at least for him, it's starting to make more and more sense on how to play this position in the NFL.
0: And the reason why I wanted to talk about the speed so much, and that is what I noticed most about Mills on yesterday, he was playing with the first team, John, and one that leads me to believe that we're going to have an opportunity to see a lot of Davis Mills on Saturday when they have their preseason opener against the Green Bay Packers. But for him to go out there and showcase what he was able to do against majority of the starters on that defensive side of the ball was very telling. I also want to mention, after he threw that interception, I love that Justin Britt, Titus Howard, Laramie Tunsell, and Jordan Aikens all rallied behind Davis Mills, and you can actually see them picking Mills up, because not going to lie, after Vernon Hargraves caught that interception, you can tell that Davis Mills, it, it got to him a little bit because, as I mentioned, and as a lot of the reporters have reported, that this is the best version of Davis Mills we have seen throughout training camp, and for him to hit kick QT on a forty-yard bomb, um, hit not only Nico Collins but Brevin Jordan in tight coverage, his day was supposed to end in a touchdown, but it got called back because Chris Conley stepped out of bounds. You can tell when he was walking off that field that that ending kind of. Got to him a little bit, and that is saying a lot because you guys could read about this later on today on the Texans Wire. I wrote about how Davis Mills is a guy where it doesn't matter what he does, good or bad on the field. He's already thinking about the next play, and he talked about the confidence. But him walking off that field, I saw a different version of Davis Mills, and I like how his teammates who are projected to be starters in play valuable roles for the Houston Texans for this upcoming season. I like that they rallied around him. And yesterday was a step in the right direction for Davis Mills and the Houston Texans.
1: All in all, that's encouraging. What's also encouraging is Vernon Hargraves. Do I think he's going to be one of those players this year where he get the same amount of snaps previously in the previous year? No, but I think he can be so much better for this team than what we saw Before and i can't wait to discuss uh, his role and his growth throughout this training camp with every increasing number of makes like fiat kia and models like pacifica and xt5 it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG One, four, five, six fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store. But it only costs $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
0: Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Thursday installment of Locked on Texans. And for this second segment, we're going to discuss the development of Vernon Hargraves because even though Davis Mills day ended on a bad note, Vernon Hargraves possibly had the highlight of the entire training cap. Catching that one-hand interception, John, listeners, you guys can see it on the Texans social media page they posted that video I had an opportunity to see it live it happened right in front of me it was a phenomenal play but I don't want to harp on that one play and say this is the reason why we are going to see a better version of Vernon Hargraves but I've noticed a better and different version of Vernon Hargraves in general and John this goes back to something that you and I have discussed earlier this week that this coaching staff that Nick Casario and David Cully has put together, not only is that going to be crucial for this rookie class, but it's going to be crucial for a lot of these guys. We talked about the development and the improvements that we are seeing from Jacob Martin. But when you take a look at the DBs, when you take a look at Vernon Hargraves in general, you can already tell that not only the improvements that he made throughout the offseason, working out individually, But the time that he has put in during that voluntary OTA period, learning Lovey Smith's system, is going to do wonders for him. Do I think he's going to turn into this all-pro DB for this upcoming season? No. But everyone remembers how bad Vernon Hallgrace looked last year. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. He has been one of the best defensive backs throughout training camp, and I can't wait to see what he has in store for us in 2021.
1: You know, for Vernon, I think Vernon needed a couple of things. Uh, he needed a coaching staff that was going to believe in him, right? And that was the first change when he got picked up from Tampa after he got released, came to Houston, closed the year out on a pretty good note, uh, and then it went up to Kansas City, lost 24-0. Last year, you know, you got to hold it to him because it's still on his record. But I, I do believe that Houston was not in a position to groom some of their younger players. Right. He, last year, Houston, I can't really recall too many young young players that was groomed and blossom last year for Houston. And this year, you know, the expectations for Vernon are low, understandably so. Uh, what, what, what do you be like the third or fourth cornerback in the depth chart? So for him, it's it's important that he's able to make plays because at some point during the season we expect his number to be called. Right, remember Bradley Roby is out week one, so who's going to fill that void of the next man up? It could be Vernon. Vernon could be in a position to earn himself some money, and also on top of that. You know, I think Vernon needs to uh, just continuously grow maturity level-wise. It seems like the more mature he's gotten, the better his game has gotten, the better the better he's played on the field and with his coaching staff. You know, we talked about it yesterday on, on yesterday's show, but with his coaching staff and how great we believe the teaching is with the coaching style, I, I, I can see Vernon being very important to this team whether it be special teams, whether it be filling in for cornerbacks at different points of the game, different moments, different situations. Vernon can be one of those players where at the end of the year, you just like, well, you know, damn, in his role and how he was used, his usage and the capacity he played in, he was very
0: important for this Houston team and john to your point you mentioned that hargraves ended his first season in houston on a high note and remember at the time we thought the texans had something special in getting him from tampa bay and yeah you also got to consider the fact that he only played six games plus in total eight when you take into effect the two playoff games that he played but he was by far subpar last season and maybe it is the coaching because it doesn't make sense for him to show promise under Romeo Connell who was of course at the time the Texans defensive coordinator his game took a major step back last season that was with Anthony Weaver now here you and I are sitting here talking about the improvements that we are seeing from Hargraves in training camp and now he's under Lovey Smith and I don't want to forget to mention the Texans' new cornerback coach in Danny Vasso, he is another guy like Romeo Connell, like Lovey Smith, knows what a great defense is supposed to look like. Because he was the Eagles' cornerback coach when Philadelphia won their Super Bowl title in 2017. But once again, don't want to get too ahead of myself because at the end of the day, as I keep mentioning, Vernon Hargraves, along with this defense, are playing against themselves. But what I will say is this, the more Vernon Hargraves improved his game, the better this Texans defense will be for this upcoming season. And I also wanna mention, you still gotta keep in mind, this is a guy who was a first round pick, I believe back in 2016, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, first round talent in a better situation than he's been in a couple of years. So with his play throughout training camp, how he has risen to the occasion, looks much better than what we've seen previously before. You know, you can't help wonder, like, in what role can he really be used in for this defense to give them that extra edge that they may be looking for, which is very interesting because we will talk about the unofficial depth chart for the Houston Texans before we get out of here. But I want to let you guys know about Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game by heading to the website or using your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with a promo code Locked On. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. Betting on the Houston Texans doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your podcast. So, of course, we've heard you guys. You know, I, I, I've seen the tweets, Cody. I saw the tweets about the unofficial depth chart, Houston dropped, uh, which honestly looks horrendous. But, you know, of course, we got to talk about it. Is It is Houston news. When I look at it, the one thing that stands out to me but really shouldn't be the story is Deshaun Watson being the fourth quarterback on this roster, which is kind of funny wait, wait, because wait. he is number four.
0: Wait, what do you mean shouldn't stand out? That is the story. Doesn't stand out to me. Man. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun <laughs> has taken five or six PTO is... days.
1: What? What do you expect? He's not. He's not expected to play Saturday. Uh, his situation is still up in the air, to say the least. <laughs> like literally, to say the least, his situation is up in the air. I do I, I, I don't really see this being, you know. A a big story. Houston has been preparing for the last couple of weeks as if Tyrod Taylor will be the starting quarterback, and they're going to decide between Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills, who's going to compete for two and three on his team. Mm -hmm. I will say the most surprising on this unofficial depth chart, and guys, please remember, although it was updated on August 10th, understand that this is just a formality Houston really doesn't know who's going to be the starter at what position for many of these positions until Saturday. There's no way Whitney Merchless is my starting BN for this team. (laughs) I'm sorry. There's no way that's going to happen. There's no way Eric Murray, who has had a very good camp, is starting over Terrence Brooks or Lonnie Johnson, in my opinion. And you know what? I do – I want to say that Zach Cunningham being listed as the wheel linebacker, that has been something that I have hinted at for a while, him playing their weak side. So he can be more of a uh, Rome linebacker, whether it had been wheel or, or Sam, I didn't think Mike was the best one for him, but him being wheel, I think it's perfect. Christian Kirksey has been listed as the Mike linebacker and Kevin Pierre Lewis has been listed as the Sam linebacker, which I'm sure him and Joe Thomas will be rotating out of that. Also, Shaq Lawson did not start. He's not a starter on this unofficial depth chart. So this unofficial depth chart, it is what it is, guys. It's just an unofficial depth chart. Do not take that with a grain of salt because as of right now, Eric Murray would not be my starting safety and – Wendy Mercer's will not be my starting DN. sorry. So it's something to play around with and have fun, discuss and argue
0: at the barbershop. But John, you said something I do want to harp on a little bit. Jordan Jenkins and Shaq Lawson will interchange as the starting DN for the opposite side because I think it's going to come down to, it's going to be a little bit similar to what we know we're going to see with the running back situation where depending on the matchup and depending on the game plan, that's going to determine whether or not Philip Lindsey, David Johnson, Mark Ingram is going to start. And the same can be said between Jordan Jenkins and Shaq Lawson. I do hope that they keep Kristen Kersey as the Mike. Kersey is the quarterback for that defensive side of the ball. That and
1: not to cut and you off on top of that, he's he's better at playing the deep third
0: um, at Mike than Zach Cunningham is, just to be pretty mm-hmm. really honest. And we talk about the changes that Lovey Smith has made I think we're going to see a better version of Zach Cunningham because now he's in a position where his primary job is going to be stopping a run and getting after the quarterback you move him over to the wheel you bring in Kristen Kersey who by the way has caught at least several of the Texans interceptions throughout training camp it's going to do wonders for Zach Cunningham and maybe just maybe this is going to be the year he finally get that Pro Bowl nod.
1: You know, Houston. Houston's making their uh, Houston as a coaching staff. They they are getting better at making the changes, uh, switching out guys at certain positions. But as far as this depth chart, look, I, I gotta see it, man. I really gotta see it over the course of seventeen games. But I don't see Mark Ingram starting towards the latter part of the season at running back. Also. This uh, unofficial depth chart had Justin McCray starting at right guard, Titus Howard starting at right tackle, and and Marcus Marcus Cannon and Lane Taylor being the uh, second lineman in their position respectively. So that could be just because they haven't practiced. Of course, you know Marcus Cannon hasn't practiced. But we've been seeing a lot of Titus Howard at left guard and Max Sharpen at right guard. I think that may be the good way to go.
0: It's just an unofficial depth chart, but it is something fun to talk about. I'm Cody Davis, and this has been another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, please remember to follow me on Twitter at CodyDavis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. I'm John some sports guy Hickman. Take time out of your day.
1: Go to Twitter. Go to the Locked On Texans podcast on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Hit follow. Do the same on Facebook. Go friend us on Facebook, right? The 2021 season is upon us. And boy, are we in for a ride. Until tomorrow, keep it real. Keep it fresh. Peace. You are locked on Texans.